We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Totally agree, but Zardis has been a beast in the preseason. So. Oh, come on. Did he sniff your team? I know. Did you have him? Did you even look at? It's not just me. Did you even look at what his price was? No, because he's he's on the road at Toronto. I'll look (laughs) at him next week. Okay, that's fair. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Davey Basso. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined now by J.D. Bazo, which only means one thing, Major League Soccer is back. J.D., it's been a while. It has. It's been a long time. Uh, I think probably the players in Major League Soccer don't feel like it, but um, here we are. I, I feel bad because we did an end of the year podcast. We didn't basically do anything for the playoffs. Um, I'm pretty sure the last MLS podcast we did, we were like, well, we'll talk to you next week. And all of a sudden it's February 27th and that's our next one. Uh, but here we are. You we didn't have we didn't have anything fantasy wise that warranted a podcast, I'll say, so that uh, that would explain it. Yeah. DraftKings kept doing some playoff contests, which I guess we could have done, but um, speaking of DraftKings, uh, we're, I'm pretty sure we're changing the podcast up this year. Uh, we're going to try to focus much more on the season long game. Uh, I know we have a few people who, you know, we kind of have both ways. There were some people asking for more season long talk than there were some that, um, pretty much only listen for DraftKings. Um, it seems from my point of view, uh, that there are many more people who play the season long game and work. 
I feel like we'd rather help more people than not. Uh, and while I still still think plenty of the discussions can help for for DraftKings, we're going to try to do a little more season long talk. And with that, we're going to start off with the new switcheroo rule. Um, or I've heard a number of different names for it. It's still basically a switcheroo. Um, but the new the new rule this year is basically that your players aren't locked into their into your fantasy team until their games start, which means you can start them, you can change them basically throughout the the round. And instead of having to order your bench players in terms of who would auto sub in if one of your starters doesn't play, uh, we just get the uh, the highest scoring players go in first. And it just seems to me that. Like, the switcheroo was never really a rule for this MLS game. It was kind of these open loophole that people played or exploited, however you want to look at it. Uh, and I think that these two rule changes were meant to make the game easier. And it opened up this super switcheroo that I'm not sure was the intent. Maybe it was. <laughs> but um, what were your thoughts initially when when this loophole was kind of, or if this new switcheroo came out. Yeah. So like a lot of people, I think I kind of heard the changes where it was the rolling, uh, kind of roster moves. So we weren't locked on the first game of the week, which is extremely nice when there's a, maybe a double game week with one game on Wednesday and then the rest are on the weekend. Oh, you don't, the worst. you don't even have the full picture of the injuries. Uh, sometimes I feel like suspensions hadn't even come out yet, um, for the upcoming weekend by Wednesday. And it was a mess. So I was really relieved at first. Um, I think a lot of people were like, oh, the switcheroo's gone. But it very quickly, people realized, um, in fact, it's magnified this year. <laughs> and while I think they made the game a lot more convenient from a, um, like a practicality standpoint, like if I forget to submit a lineup on Saturday or Friday night, I'm not totally screwed for the rest of the weekend. I can uh, kind of fix my roster still get everybody in there. So it it's going to make people not give up as quickly, um, hopefully not give up at all during the season. But I think it's also going to vault the the really intense people up even more than the previous switcheroo did. I'll say last year, I think the switcheroo uh, really didn't help me that much. It theoretically should, but the amount of times I was away and messed it up and things like that, um, it was tough. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do a fantasy soccer podcast here. Um, we talk about MLS a lot. So if I wasn't really getting a vault from the switcheroo, um, the people who were had a big advantage. And I think that's going to be similar this year. And there's a lot of different ways to to play it this year. It's not just a, a one size fits all switcheroo. So I think that's going to be the, the crux of our discussion uh, here. The first couple podcasts for sure is both explaining what we think is going to work the best and kind of then revisiting it and saying, Oh, did this work as well as we thought? What are some of the other people doing um and just right up front the the best way to figure this out we're obviously going to discuss it and explain it um but the best way to figure it out is go through your team go through the schedule and say here's the first game here's the different things that could happen what am i going to do next and you need to kind of plan it out you don't necessarily need to draw a flow chart but uh <laughs> if if you're not thinking ahead about what's going to happen when the guy that I have in my starting lineup does bad. What do I need to do with these bench spots? Um, things like that. You're you're going to be a little in the dark the first couple of weeks, and we don't want you to fall behind. Uh, yeah, I think that was all 
that was all excellent. Uh, I think we like I have friends who play this game and hate the switcheroo. And it's more that they like it can be confusing at first. I'm not sure I still totally get it. Uh, I constantly had to badger you or Skylar, usually both, about like whether I set up my switcheroo correctly. Um, and then it was like, okay, well, as long as like Nathan Smith doesn't play, we're fine. And it's like, oh, oh crap, <laughs> there's Nathan Smith. Right, right, right. And then he comes on for six minutes and ruins the whole thing. It's not like he starts. We kind of avoid that this year because if, although he's not in the league anymore, but like if you have somebody that you're like, I really hope this guy doesn't play. Like before kickoff, you'll know if he's in the 18. So like you can make that move. Um, I think what what I initially thought uh, when I was like, oh, we can do the switcheroo. Like for for years with this with the old switcheroo, everyone's like, well, the double switcheroo is impossible. And like there were all these there were flowcharts of like why you couldn't do a double switcheroo. The double switcheroo is very much alive right now with this new rule. You could probably do a triple, but the the you other could do big, a a quadruple I right, suppose. The, I think the biggest one is really the goalkeeper. Like you you you, you never have to could, do a goalkeeper. Right, you couldn't every do that. week. Right. Yep. Not only right, we went from not being able to do a goalkeeper switcheroo to basically it's a must every week now. It, it's silly not to do it. Um that doesn't mean you necessarily have to make the change every week. Like if you if your early game goalkeeper on the bench does well, then you're fine. Um but it just seems like we went from a game where you had to stay on top of your one switcheroo, uh, meaning, you know, people who really take this game seriously. It's like you if you if you forget about your switcheroo, you're basically dead for that week. But like we're they it seems like the idea was to make the game easier and they've made it significantly harder or at least significantly more work for those who take this game very seriously. Maybe. Yeah, I think. um I do think we'll get into the swing of things, and it'll be a little more natural like the old switcheroo was, um, at least for, for some of us. But um, <laughs> ultimately, I think one of the one of the big moves is going to be to just put somebody in your starting lineup that is definitely not going to play, and then just using two of those. You have three player bench spots on your bench. One's for a goalkeeper, so you have three other ones. And just using two or three of those and saying these guys, the top score is going to auto sub into this um, kind of like scrub that I put into the starting lineup, and it's going to be that simple. There's going to be other weeks that you might want to shuffle in and do kind of a maybe two defenders on your bench and two in the starting lineup, and say one of these teams is going to get a clean sheet, and I'm going to make sure I have one of them. And everything else kind of comes after that, like. Because then there comes the the point where you say, oh, well, this person did well. Now I don't need this other guy I was planning for in the switcheroo. And I can downgrade him to a minimum price. I can use that salary to spend up elsewhere. So that's, for me, at first, that's all going to be bonus. Is is the salary that you can shift around is probably going to be considered extra. Yeah. Especially because um, we can't probably execute the full... Um, amount of different switcheroo options that are possible with the salary cap to start the year. Yes. It's just too it's too tough. We want to get the elite players in, and then we're going to build our, our salary cap as our players do well, hopefully. And then I think it'll open up some more options, and uh, we'll discover those along the way. I think we're, we're kind of aware of what they are, 
but um, kind of having a handle on which ones are best, which ones are easiest, which ones are going to go with our lifestyle. Uh, if we have something going on in our lives, uh, need to check fantasy on a uh, web browser instead of in the mobile app. Fingers <laughs> crossed it's it's coming. But there there's a ton of factors in this. I think it's going to be better for the casual player, um, more annoying for someone who really, really cares about whether they're in the top 50 or top 20 or uh, or things like that. So we, we've all had some success in the, the season-long format previously, all three of us on the pod. So I'm sure we're going to be pulling our hair out over uh, stupid uh, switcheroo options all season long. <laughs> yeah, it, one of the weird things to me was that uh, when they made the rule change last year with unlimited transfers, we got rid of the planning six weeks ahead or four weeks ahead, whatever it was. The you know the difficulty schedules like basically didn't apply anymore because we had all of these these transfers, which it's like okay, I don't have to plan ahead anymore and this new rule is like well now i have to plan ahead but it's only for this specific round like i have to plan ahead from friday <laughs> to sunday because like if this happens on friday then i can maybe do these moves or if something happens in an early game saturday i can move it like it um it gave us the looking ahead work back it's just a much shorter t term yeah, well, before when you had to look ahead, there was only so many things you could do because you had two, two transfers. free transfers. Yeah. You had three if you saved one. Right. And uh, I don't know. It wasn't that frustrating because it's like, oh, I can only do this and that's that. Now it's running uh, like 50 different scenarios through your team throughout the week. And then by the time lineups come out, you're probably going to blow it up and do something else anyway. So um, being around for like the first lineup or two of the slate is going to be extremely valuable for, for season-long MLS now, and it's almost going to feel like uh, daily fantasy a little bit. For sure. Yeah, it seems like that's – it's getting much closer, which uh, I, for somebody who also plays daily is nice. So that you don't have a completely different way of thinking for the two. Uh, <clears throat> I also kind of felt like when I first saw it, I thought maybe you'd use the switcheroo. Now, maybe I will end up doing this, but I feel like you're not going to say, I'm going to bench, or, you know, I'll have Javinko and Nikolic and Josef Martinez, and, you know, one of them starting and then two on the bench, and I'll take the better one of the two. Like, you're probably playing those guys. Like, I think you, you made the point um, earlier uh, this week um, that you'll probably use it more on defenders than anything else, which uh, it seems like just the way we've always played the game, like you kind of have your sure things in midfield and to a lesser extent the forwards. I bet we'll probably use switcheroos a little more with forwards too, I think, at least that second forward, possibly third, I guess. But it seems like defender is really where you can take advantage of this, this new switcheroo. Yeah, I, I think defenders are going to be the safe kind of option for these switcheroos especially at first. Um, but if you can pick who's going to get these clean sheets and not have to focus on the switcheroo there, and you can go in and get like one, one big kind of attacking either or, and uh, kind of get the better side of that coin flip every single week, that that's huge. So there's different areas to, to focus on. I think one key is it's a long season. You don't have to hit a home run every week. You just need to get a double every week, and you're going to be way up there in the uh, the MLS fantasy standings. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, so where where did you start when you built your team? You said earlier today that you built the team. You spent way too much time for the fact that you don't like it. <laughs> um, so where did yeah, you at least I... start? Okay, so right right now my, my attack is very in flux. I, I don't even know if it's worth discussing too much, but I was focusing on looking at the schedule, which is not on the same page, which I think everybody has been <laughs> endlessly frustrated with. We have to go to a different page for the schedule, and you'll be happy to hear I'm actually using the uh, the Rotowire MLS lineups page because um, they list them in order, which is very important when we're we're doing our switcheroo thinking. And the first thing I see is Toronto plays first. They play home to Columbus. Excuse me, home against Columbus. They're playing right now. Um, so I, I kind of was hoping that people like Nick Hag Hagland and their new fullback Aro were going to sit this one out and start the season opener. Um, because they are both 4.5 yeah. in defense. <laughs> yep. So they were going to be my two bench players. If they got a clean sheet, then I was going to let them auto-sub in, and I was going to downgrade two of my starting defenders, and I would save a uh, million dollars a piece on them that I could then use to upgrade probably a forward. Mm -hmm. um, so I had Toronto defenders on the bench, Aro and Hagland. Unfortunately, they started tonight, so I, I bet that uh, Vanderweel is going to start instead of Aro yep. on the weekend. Um, and then Amaro is probably going to start again, and Hagland's been been in there pretty much so i i don't know if he's gonna continue to start or if it's gonna be someone a little more pricey but i think it'll work either way with toronto guys i just need to sacrifice somewhere else because i do really like their matchup this weekend um and then in in my lineup i had two san jose guys so that's kind of what i was thinking um thinking there and i have in goal i think stefan fry and andrew tarbell is like the easiest goalkeeper switcheroo you could ever come up with. You wouldn't just start with Bono on your bench? Um, I like <laughs> the defenders for Toronto. You're right. I, 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 I get it. I have two San Jose defenders as well um, and Hagland on my bench. Like, I'm at, my team makes no sense now because I'm still trying to like figure out how I'm going to switcheroo. But yeah, well, like, if you use Bono... And he's on your bench. That's locking in six million. Um, Good point. Whereas if if I have Tarbell first, he's five million on the bench. And then if I can downgrade Fry, that's two million that I save. So I, it's probably best if these guys on your bench are the cheaper options, and the ones in your starting lineup are, are more expensive. Is that? I think game time is still much more important. Oh, it's much more important. But I mean, it's ideal if you're your guys on the bench are cheaper because then when you downgrade the the guys in your lineup to scrubs, you have money to spend. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of different levels of priority here, so we're, we're kind of talking through <laughs> it. Um, I, San Jose hosting Minnesota is like the, the big giant star on the schedule for me this weekend Agreed. because that game should be golden for San Jose. We should um, also I, add, sorry, that another rule that they had, I believe – is that there's no limit on how many uh, players from a single team you can have. Was last year, was it four? Yes. So theoretically, you could take four San Jose defenders and Tarbell and any attacker and Wando if you wanted. Well, that seems a little crazy was, to me. But when I, was, 
when I was building my team last night, they only let me have four. So oh, so I guess they didn't. I don't think it changed. Okay, Skylar lied to us then. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I can't say I um, ever review rules to games until I just break one. I'm like, okay, oh, I guess you can't do that. <laughs> There's only so many you can break in this setup, so right. that's fine, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. The one problem with the switcheroos this week, I think, is a lot of the people that I want to use are on Sunday. It would be nice if it was like a Saturday, Sunday type of deal, but um, a lot of the Saturday games I think are really hard to predict. Yeah. So you and those are the guys you have to have on your bench, which you yeah you'd can't like to change. start off with Saturday guys, right. um, which I guess I have, but it I don't know if you want to go a little more high profile um, attacking wise. I mean, Alessandrini, Ladero, um, those are. Those are two great uh, matchups there. I think Galaxy and Seattle, and then I think Portland also has some good options. So I'm surprised you like the Galaxy games. so much against Portland. Well, I like Alexandrini against Portland. Okay. Um, I don't know about. It's tough to predict the rest, but it seems like they're going to have a good attack this year, even if the defense is awful. Yeah, it's so really kind of. I kind of <laughs> see the game just being pretty open. Yep. Um, probably sloppy, but also open, and. The other note I have about the Sunday games is I I wasn't looking too much at Vancouver, but now Montreal, one of their starting center backs, is out for a few months with an Achilles injury. He's new. His name's uh, Diallo, mm-hmm. and that they're looking pretty rough defensively. So I think Vancouver might be a, a good option at home as well. So that there's a lot of complications here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Ladero jumped out at me mostly because he kind of jumps out all the time. Um, sure. I basically tried to build the lineup that I wanted without schedule, without thinking of the schedule. Like here are the guys I want. And then I can basically try to decide which ones I really want and kind of toss a few here and there. Um, right. Are there any prices that really jumped out at you that you're like, wow, that guy's too cheap to not take? Uh, that's a that's a tough question. I don't think anyone jumped out a ton. One guy I really like is uh, Vaco from San Jose. Mm-hmm. He's only nine million, and he's going to be a, a huge source of their playmaking ability. If I think San Jose is going to have a great game against Minnesota, he is locked in at nine million. I think. Yeah. Um, also, Alfonso Davies is. Uh, yeah. If, if we're talking switcheroo type of guy, it sounds like he's going to start on one of the wings this year. So five point five million in the midfield. It's not the the bonus point collector you would like to see, but if it's kind of just hoping for a goal or an assist, then then I really like that in there as well. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I feel bad for bringing this guy up because Skyler's not with us tonight. Uh, Yoshi at eight point five seems pretty cheap. I I initially was like, well, that actually that price makes me feel good for early in the season. I mean, home against DC, they they opened up with and I actually think DC might be okay this year but they will yeah. uh, 8.5 with no Kledgedon to take any set pieces I was like oh that makes me feel a little bit better no Dwyer made me feel a little cut me down a little bit on that optimism only because um you know it's nice to have a, a finisher like Dwyer up there but he seemed really cheap and so did uh in that same game uh Yamil Assad who is now in DC uh, is down to 8.0, which I feel like he would have been like 10.5 if he was still in Atlanta. And obviously the guys on DC are not as good as the guys on Atlanta, but that's that 8.0 for Assad seems silly. 
I think DC's attack is going to be really good this yeah. year. Um, they don't really have a a forward they're comfortable with. I think <laughs> it's going to be Darren Maddox right now yeah. over Patrick Mullins. Um, but behind them, it's Lucho Acosta, who's suspended for the first game. Yep. But Zoltan Stever is going to fit right in there. And then you have... Assad and Areola. Uh, yeah, Paul Areola. And behind them, you have some good, like, young uh, kind of engine guys mm-hmm. in the, the defensive midfield. You don't have um, kind of the older crew anymore. So I, I don't know. I like DC a lot. Um, they're going to compete in most games this year, and before we could never say that. So that's actually my most intriguing game of the week, I think. Yeah, I don't know how to read that one. It, it's one of those that I could see it. If you told me it was scoreless, and I'd be like, okay, like... No Dwyer, no Kledgedon, and DC still trying to figure it out. Or if it was like 4-3, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, they've got both teams added a lot of pieces. It is kind of a bummer that Orlando won't have uh, Kledgedon and Dwyer right away, but I don't know. Well, or- Orlando has like twice the amount of midfielders they need, so yeah. I think that they're still, they're still going to be all right. And also they have a forward, Stefano Pino. Mm-hmm. He scored mm-hmm. three goals. He scored a hat trick last year in the U.S. Open Cup, either quarterfinals or... I guess it wasn't semifinals because they didn't go to the final. Yeah. Um, but he he was producing against MLS teams, and I think he's actually had good reports in the preseason. So he's $6 million. He's someone I was definitely thinking about getting in there into my fantasy lineup this weekend if I think Orlando is going to play well at home. And it seems like they're having a pretty good preseason. So yeah. he's he's still kind of bouncing around in my mind as an option. Um, and also, Armenteros from Portland came over from Syria, um, and it looks like he is maybe going to seat unseat Fernando Adi for the uh, one of the forward spots. They're probably going to start with one forward spot. They might play a four four two and get them both in. But um, he had the golden boot in their preseason tournament, so he's only <laughs> That's eight. A funny thing to say, <laughs> right? But uh, he might be one of the best forward options if he starts this weekend he's eight million he's going against the galaxy who they're not going to be good defensively to start the year off i can guarantee it yeah i'm not sure they'll ever get there probably not um they need to start hilliard arce right away instead of michael siani who is <laughs> awful Michael Ciani is last year. We got to see enough of him to know that he should not be in major league soccer. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you guys called him the worst defender in MLS. Which <laughs> He I was mean... so slow that the center backs were getting split by through balls 24 seven. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Poor guy, but he has European experience and Hilliard Arce is a rookie. So, right. So that'll do it. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm kind of looking at guys that um that I thought of for week one. Uh what do you think about David Akam and Philly? Akam and Sapong, I think, are gonna have very good years. I think they complement each other really well. Um the fact that they're gonna start a teenager in the, the number ten role is a little disconcerting to me for this first game. I mean, you know, it's just a number. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a super promising six million dollar right. signing that Atlanta <laughs> made. It's like it's like Philadelphia. We can't get a number ten for like since our inception in the league. Right. Um, although they do they do have a guy coming to call 
but he's not going to be ready for week one. I don't think he's even going to be officially signed for week one. Um, so I don't know. It's it's really going to be up to Akam and Sapong to take the long balls from Madunyanin um, and maybe Bedoya to shuttle the ball between them and the forwards, but I don't know. I, I don't really know what to expect in that game because New England under Brad Friedel, which I'm going to laugh every time I think of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're going to play high pressure, but they're not going to be very well organized, I don't think. And they just don't have the the personnel for me to trust right away here. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, did we mention... That said, Diego Fagundes, I think, is going to have a good year, and he was in my lineup for uh, like half of last night. Oh. Do you think he just takes over the Lee win role? I think so. They're playing him more centrally, and they're letting him be creative and roam a little bit. So I think he takes over the Lee win role, and uh, they just need to get a, a forward that can bury the ball. Hmm. After getting rid of Kai Kamara, though. Agadello. Right. Agadello's not that guy? He could be. I just, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about Toronto before. Did you mention Javinko? I didn't. Okay. He's not currently in my lineup. I have Yosef uh, Martinez instead, and it's purely because they're they're playing tonight, so I don't know. I want to see the lineup, mm-hmm. I guess, is how I'll put it. Okay. And um, a lot of people are saying Col- Columbus is uh, Columbus is going to be bad this year, but I think they're going to be a, a pretty good team, and I think they're actually going to be better defensively. I think they have to be better defensively because I'm not sure how you make up losing – Ola Kamara and Justin Miram, if you think the solution is Jayasi's artist. I think that's why people think they're not going to be that good. <laughs> Simple as that. Zardis. Totally agree, but Zardis has been a beast in the preseason. So. Oh, come on. Did he sniff your team? I know. Did you have him at, did you even it's, look at It's not just me. Did you even look at what his price was? No, because he's, he's on the road at Toronto. I'll look <laughs> at him next week. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, yeah, I don't have Javinko either, uh, and there was a conversation in our slack chat because uh, there are a bunch of people getting their teams ready <clears throat> that's a rotowire slack chat for anyone who's interested in joining it's for all subscribers so just uh, contact me if you'd like to get in but uh the there was kind of the the switcheroo conversation and they were like you, you know you're not going to use javinko in in your switcheroo and there was kind of this whole like well of course you're going to have javinko in your team uh so there's it's not really you know if you're looking for like a leverage play then Switch, doing a switcher with Javinko doesn't really matter because everybody's going to play Javinko. But like putting my lineup together, 
I didn't have Javinko, and it just seems like the Javinko of two years ago when you were like, you know, you have 13 spots because you knew Javinko was going to be one of them. It just doesn't seem like he's that necessary um, anymore. Am I underrating Javinko, or do you see it that way? I mean, you obviously saw it for week one, but uh, that sounds like part of that was from this uh, Champions League match tonight. But what's your thought on Javinko? Sure, sure. So I've been writing fantasy articles for, what, three years now, talking about whether or not to play Javinko on a weekly <laughs> basis. Right. Um, and I think there's a couple things. First of all, he came into the league when the defenses were much worse. Mm -hmm. Second of all, teams have just – they've played him enough times that they kind of have a way to slow him down a little bit. Um, you can't stop him, but you can slow him down. Yep. So it's not – he's not brand new, um, things like that. That said, I think he's as good of a player, if not better, than he was two years ago. I think the World Cup is coming up, and it doesn't matter because Italy's not in it. But um, I don't know. He's always kind of wants to prove himself and get him back into that national team role, and maybe this is the time to say, hey, you didn't qualify – bring me back into the fold. I'm having an amazing year for the third straight season. Um, and we'll see, but I, he seems as happy as ever. Toronto is going to be even better than they were last season. Um, to the point of slowing him down. I feel like he was slowed down decently by Seattle in the final. Um, yep. There's a lot of players that featured more than Javinko did for Toronto and I think it could be the same way this year because they just have so many weapons. Um, it's going to free him up undoubtedly at different times. So it, it's going to be tough to project when, but it's going to happen more often than not. It's There's there's a lot of good attacking options, though. So, yeah, the... I don't know. Before it, would, before it was David Villa or Javinko, and now it's like nine or ten people were Javinko. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you, Skyler, and Adam Zadroik did your preseason positional rankings, and you all ranked Javinko first. And one of the comments I saw was that, first among forwards, one of the comments I saw was basically that he's he's been playing a little further back. Uh, so maybe like the plethora of goals that he had turned into assists, which are not quite as valuable. Um, whether he plays a little further back, I don't think I'm buying it that it affects him as much as him still – not you know not being the top forward that you would take like maybe not every week because matchups and whatnot but like if you were drafting a team today and you were saying i need i'm not i can't touch this team for the rest of the season like i feel like javinko would be in it javinko playing a little further back is almost better <laughs> I mean, he loves having room to run at defenders, to make passes, make plays, and then he can kind of slip past people. When he was trying to push the front of the line, he's quick and he's smart, but uh, physically a lot of other people could catch up to him mm -hmm. just because they're much bigger. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to behoove him if he's playing a little further back. Hmm. Okay. But not enough to take him I mean, it, in week one. Well, two assists is basically a goal, right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. He's one of the few people that consistently is getting double-digit assists and goals uh, ever in league history. So, I, I'm pretty confident rolling with him. 
Okay. Almost any week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can't imagine you ever take him and somebody is like, you picked, that's a bad pick. You know, like that's plenty yeah, of other well, opportunities for bad picks. <laughs> I've really forgotten uh, now that you're bringing up Javinko, it's not just whether to play him or not. It's whether to captain him or not. Yep. Um, and those, those are the weeks that you can really get burnt and dig yourself a hole that it takes six or seven more game weeks to climb out of is when you don't captain Javinko and everybody else does. Maybe you don't even use him and he has uh, two goals and an assist or something. Right. That's totally in the realm of uh, possibility, like one in three games. So yeah, that's very frustrating, but there's a lot of options this year. I feel like it might be a little bit better. Uh, it gets better as more talent comes into the league. So right. Right. And he gets a little older. Uh, speaking of captain, the guy I have right now is Nicholas Ladero. Seattle opens up home against LAFC. What are you expecting out of LAFC this year? Uh, not too much to start. I think they'll they'll grow into it, and by the end of the year, I think they're going to be a, a really good, formidable team. But at first, I think they're a team to kind of pick on for fantasy purposes, especially when it comes to uh, picking on them defensively. They have a couple of uh, injuries right now, so they're not starting week one at full force. And I think uh, Seattle is going to have a, a good time, even though they're without Jordan Morris, who's out for the year. Oh, that was a killer. And he looked like he was going to have a great year. Preseason was going very, very well for him. And now we're stuck with uh, Will Bruin for the foreseeable future until they sign somebody else. I was going to say, were you more upset about Morris or about Bruin's like increase in playing time because of Morris? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Bruin for sure. <laughs> uh, do you think... I mean, LAFC, you're not going to be as bad as Minnesota was at the beginning of last year. But they're not going to be nearly as good as Atlanta. Like, I kind of just want to kind of compare them to the other expansion teams just because, they're you know, it's probably the closest thing we have. Like, they have they have better players, at least in the attack, than Minnesota had. Um, but they're definitely not Yeah, that's a Atlanta. pretty easy call. Yeah. So I guess they're just kind of... Although, I mean, if you look at... Uh... You could argue that Minnesota's attack could vaguely, if you squint, match up with what LAFC <laughs> starting with. At least depth, at least depth wise. I mean, Molino was playing better than Failhaber for a period of time, for sure. Yeah, and then he just disappeared completely. Uh, but Christian Ramirez, I mean, he's going to be better than Marco Urania in the middle of the at the number nine. So yeah, maybe I'm giving Diego Rossi and Carlos team. What's that? Maybe I'm giving Rossi and Vela a little more too much credit for their first time in MLS, but they were the ones I was really yeah. Ve not so much Urena. Right, Vela's already hurt, but it it sounds like he's going to play. I actually think Urena's going to have a pretty good year too, but I just I need to see them gel a little bit better than they have so far. Rossi looks extremely good. Yeah, I'm having a tough time tempering my expectations for all of these young. Um, Young DPs, they're really young, young. Tam Gam players coming in. What's that? Some of them are really young. Like yeah, like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. It's like weird to see guys at that age come in and be DPs, and with that come like expectations that they'll perform. And the money they're paying for them is more than uh, you would pay for pretty much any established player coming in. So like when. 
when we're talking Javinko came in and took the league by storm, I mean, people were freaking out about Kaku and Rossi and yep. Barco and uh, Mascara for Dallas. I mean, they're all going to be extremely good, but I think we have to expect some growing pains. It's not that we're not going to use them in fantasy, but they're not going to be week in, week out forces, and they're not even going to be week in, week out starters, I think, because they're on teams that have mostly yeah, on players. teams that have good depth. Right. Maybe Rossi is going to be uh, kind of penned in there instead of penciled into the lineup, but everyone else you can easily rotate some players and I think it's just going to be a, a growing season for a lot of them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm still going to use them plenty, but uh, let's, let's see how it goes. It's not a, a Javinko situation where he's coming from Juventus and right. clearly going to dominate the league right away. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's a little weird how we, not every team plays in the opening week. So it's kind of like throwing me ever. off. Not ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're never going to have a, a week where there's not a buy, which is frustrating, but yeah. whatever. Um, I guess we could use those guys in switcheroos. I mean, you yeah, that's, it. I think the key is. Yeah. That, that all ensures they don't. As far play. as I know, that's going to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, <laughs> as, far as, as we know. Works, I, huh. I haven't heard that, that they're somehow going to stop that, but, um. That'll be great. So there's always going to be, uh, hopefully, a 4.0 minimum priced person. Right. Right. That's the hope. Um. Anything else? I'm good. We might preview some more games later in the yeah. week with uh with Skyler because you have a a big uh, week coming up yourself. So yes. <laughs> I think that's a good good primer to start the year off. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we. The, the the plan this year is to have the three of us do this, or at least the two of you who know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll possibly have something later this week. If not, we will definitely have something next week. Um, if you have any uh, questions for about DraftKings that we didn't cover since we're kind of doing a little more season-long stuff, you can always contact JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. I mean, you'd probably find that on your own just searching for uh DFS MLS help. Um, we're also, or at least I'm available in the Rotowire Slack chat. JD comes in from time to time, more so during MLS. So you can find us there. Um, if you type, if you type MLS in your message, I get a notification. Oh, look if at you! you don't, I don't usually check the Slack. Yeah, so I've set up notifications when somebody says MLS, um, it comes up. So if you just want to blow up the chat and really annoy me when you're <laughs> discussing EPL all Saturday morning. Just add uh, MLS at the end, and and the siren goes off. I'll block you most likely, yeah. but yeah, no. Please send us questions. I mean, send us uh, switcheroo ideas to start the season off. Um, I'll probably post a couple of the ones I'm considering leading up to the first game, just so everyone can kind of get a, an idea. Um, maybe everyone can say, "Hey, moron, that's not going to work." Why right. are you the fantasy expert on the podcast? <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it's. It's going to be a lot of fun, and these are the weeks at the beginning of the year when thinking about it, taking the extra time is going to give you a, a big leg up on everybody else. So Yeah, for sure. Um, it's important we get these ones right. It's important that you plan out these switcheroos. You kind of write down on a piece of paper, here's what's going to happen. If Toronto's defense does poorly, I'm going to leave them on the bench. Um, but if they do well, here's the guys I can downgrade. Here's kind of the my fourth midfielder. 
that I can afford to do better with, um, things like that. You want to you want to map out your weekend. You want to kind of block off the games uh, where you're going to be picking up a kid from a game or going out with your friends. Um, make sure you don't need to make a switcheroo decision then. And um, yeah, planning's planning's everything this week, especially and probably a lot of the weeks moving forward. And you said there was no flow chart. Oh well, you can definitely make a flow chart. I just. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to make a flow chart. Okay. I'm not going to make a flow chart because that's that's me. Okay. Well, JD, thank you very much for that, and we will. Uh, I'll certainly talk to you next week. Uh, and you will possibly be talking to Skyler later this week. So, uh, good luck in round one, and uh, particularly good luck with these switcheroos. Good luck getting Skyler onto a Skype call too, and good luck everybody this weekend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.